I'm Jim Frawley, and this is Bellwether. Hello and welcome to this episode of Bellwether Hub. My name is Jim Frawley. Thank you for joining. Uh, today we're going to cover another aspect of wellness. We have been talking about wellness on, on this podcast quite a bit. This is being recorded in the month of May which is and being released in the month of May. This is Mental, uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. And so when we talk about mental health and we talk about wellness and and you hear all of this stuff being thrown around quite a bit, I really wanted to sit and think and reflect and say, well, what does wellness actually mean to me? And that's what this series has has been born of. So uh, go back a couple episodes and it was me focused on organizing my thoughts on wellness. There are three aspects, in my opinion, to wellness. One is physical, which we always hear. Two is mental, which we always hear. But the third one is social. I'm going to cover that next week. Uh, Today, we are covering the mental aspect. And last week, I really went into the details on physical, uh, your diet, your exercise, your sleep. Um, Not telling you what to do, because that's just not productive. Anybody could tell you what to eat. Everybody could tell you what to work out on and and do all of this stuff. But it's just not really feasible for a stranger to tell you exactly what you need at all times. Uh, And that's very much going to be the case with, with this episode today on the mental. Mental wellness, and when we talk about mental wellness, and, and it's fairly intertwined with, with mental health, they're, they're a little different, but they're inextricably linked. Uh, when you talk about mental wellness and the three aspects I'm going to cover, you really need to focus on what's good for you. So I could tell you, everybody could say something like, oh, you just have to love yourself, and oh, you just have self-care, just go do something for self-care. That's not really helpful. It doesn't mean anything. So what we're going to do is I'm going to provide you a a framework because I went through this process years ago, and I continue to go through this process now. Uh, This was, you know, part of my big epiphany when I was, you know, changing a decade a few years back, um, many years back, actually, uh, that it really just kind of the the skies parted, everything opened and kind of made sense. And it was uh, a very eye opening experience for me. And uh, and hopefully some of what I learned can be helpful for you as we go through this stuff. I would like to say this being Mental Health Awareness Month uh, and we are covering the idea of mental health. Um, I will say I'm not a therapist. Uh, I don't pretend to be a therapist. I never will be a therapist. Um, but I will say to anybody struggling with anything, um, please seek help if you need it. Uh, there are people who are specialized in helping. There are uh, people who are trained to help. In the U.S., uh, in the United States, the National Suicide uh, Prevention Lifeline phone number is 1-800-273-8255. If you need it, use it. Uh, for other countries, uh, I have a link to where you can look up uh, your country's phone number on bellwetherhub.com. Um and so, again, I'll reiterate, please, if you need help, please get it uh, because it's it's not something really to toy with. So 
Let's get into uh, mental health. Mental health, uh, just like uh, physical health, requires ongoing wellness. And that's really what we're talking about. We're talking about how to stay well. Uh, and it doesn't mean that you're unwell. When we say that, oh, I need to work on mental wellness, doesn't mean that you're unwell. It just means that, you know, I want to work on mental wellness. doesn't mean that I'm physically unhealthy when I want to go, you know, work on physical wellness. It, it just means that ongoing mental wellness uh, is going to be unique to you and is something, it's an area of focus uh, that you should spend your time. So defining things for you, defining what you need uh, is really step one to figuring out your path to mental wellness. Um, hence this this podcast, and that's what we're going to do. So uh, there are three aspects, in my opinion, to mental wellness, and this is what I've discovered for me. So for physical, there were three. It was diet, fitness, sleep. Here for, for mental wellness, uh, there are three aspects. One is self-love, two is self-care, and three is your belief system. And we use these terms a lot. I want to go into and really explain what I mean by this because I, I feel like you know, when I get into discussions on this with people, it, it's a little nuanced and uh, and it's important to really think through what it is we mean. When we talk about self-love, that could go in a lot of very uh, different directions. Um, so we're going to start with self-love. If you had asked me in my mid-20s, late-20s, as I was getting into my 30s, um, to focus on self-love, I would have told you that that's the most ridiculous thing on the planet. Asking me 10, 15, 20 years ago my opinion on what self-love was, it would have been that people needed to get over themselves, get their shit done, and just focus on moving on. Uh, it wasn't until I started to allow myself to focus on it, allow myself to really peel back that onion and really look at me, uh, did I realize how far off the mark I was. Um, and I'll go into more of it probably in future posts, but my 20s were not really, I mean, they were fun, but they weren't good for me. And so in essence, what I like to tell people when it comes to self-love and what I started to figure out as I was going into my 30s and now I'm in my 40s, is that self-love, if I could put it into a sentence, is, is really having a respect for yourself. One of my favorite quotes, and this, this really gets to the root of it, and I use this all of the time, and this may be my favorite quote, uh, in his book Confessions, Jacques Rousseau said, how can anyone be satisfied in life if they are not satisfied with the one person they can never be separated from? And that speaks volumes. And it's something, really something that I had never thought about. When I think back, and you could think back too, think back to a person that you loved or still love more than anything. This could be a child. It could be a spouse. It could be a friend. It could be anything. You would do anything for them. If they needed something, you would drop everything and be there at their side in a moment. And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to give yourself that same level of attention? How are you going to help someone else if you're not satisfied with the one person and giving the proper attention to the one person who's helping that individual? How can a person who's not completely full of self-love going to help that individual? And the reason self-love is such a challenge, at least in my opinion, is that it's so difficult because we know all of our secrets. We know all of our self-doubts. And we don't see them in other people. We don't see the mistakes that people in front of us made 10 years ago. Yet we remember ours and they gnaw at us from the inside and they make us insecure. 
And they, we remember our bad day in high school and how it's impacting a presentation in corporate. We remember how people uh, responded to something we said or bad things we did or whatever and how it's impacting us today. We don't see other people's indecision, yet we feel our own. And that's the difficult part with self-love because we don't necessarily trust ourselves because we have to think through it. And so the question to begin with, one of the questions to begin with is, are you able to take things from the past, recognize them as lessons, and either move on, forgive yourself, recognize that it was a lesson and it's going to impact your decisions for the future? You can't change a lot of the things from the past. Are you able to take your self-doubt and recognize that only you are the person seeing this self-doubt, nobody else? Nobody sees what's going on on the inside of you. They can only see the outside. Are you comfortable in your own skin, in silence, to be who you want to be? Are you comfortable being who you want to be in front of other people? We all want to be this way, yet we struggle. And these are a good, it's a good place to start as an exercise to go through this information. Okay. What is preventing you from figuring out your individual levels of self-love? What is preventing you from the past? Is it self-doubt? Is it lack of confidence? Is it uh, poor decisions that you made? Okay. All of these compile up and become a part of who we are. And yet it affects us in our ability to take care of ourselves. It was groundbreaking for me. I can say, I was talking to my wife about this, um, about this episode and about this blog posts and everything else. She does a lot at her work um, on this topic as well. Um, and we were talking about us. And I was talking about me and the stuff that you know I went through and everything else. And she said, she goes, I would never have married you if you hadn't figured this out. And she's right. And she didn't just say like, you know, good thing, you know, whatever. But it's because I couldn't bring my best self to our relationship if I hadn't figured this out. She wouldn't have wasted her time waiting for me to figure that stuff out. Right? We happened to meet at the exact right time. I wasn't ready to meet someone to have a relationship with until I had figured myself out. Every relationship before my wife wasn't very good. And it's because probably, I'll admit it, it was probably because of what I was bringing to it. So I really lucked out because I figured that out right before I met my wife and everything worked out well, so... That's a good thing. But it changed my life. It put me on a trajectory. Figuring out that first step, that little epiphany of what's important for me, that that enlightened self-interest to say that, yes, I am an individual who needs to focus on me so that I could be a better person for other people, that is an aspect of self-love. That is a respect that you need to figure out for yourself. Um, and it's an exercise. And just saying you have to figure it out doesn't really help. So how can you actually do that? This is true for every type of relationship. Okay, it's not just romantic, it's friendship, it's it's coworkers, community. Figuring out you is important and it's reflective. And you have to start with those questions. What's preventing me from being the person that I want to be? There is power, a lot of power in self-love. It's about knowing that at the end of the day, you are going to be okay. That no matter the struggle, no matter the challenges you're faced with, you are comfortable with the choices you made. It's about recognizing the fact that you have value. And you're bringing that value not just to other people, but to you. 
when you're preparing for a big presentation at the office, you are going to invest so much time to make sure that you are doing the best job you can. What other aspects of your life are you investing that type of time in? And this isn't self-adulation. It's not about false confidence or arrogance. It's about respect. It's about love. It's about trust. And that leads us into the second part of mental wellness, which is self-care. And when I say self-care, from a mental perspective, I covered physical care and the physical wellness thing uh, uh, last week. What I really mean is mental relief. We all need a break. We're parents of kids. We have jobs. We're trying to get a promotion. We have bills to pay. We need a break from stress, mayhem, everything. We live in a place with lots of traffic. But not only recognizing the fact that you need it, it's also very important to know when you need it. There's plenty of research out there showing that uh, ongoing activities are vital to good mental wellness and mental health. Directly linked. Hobbies, interests. There's research on, uh, and I'll put links to these on the website, long-distance running and mental health. Physical activities are very good for your brain. But other hobbies as well. So there are research studies that I'll link to on there too. When was the last time that you did something that you remember you really enjoyed doing from back in high school? Reading books, going for a walk. If you have a pet, have a cup of tea with a friend. Do a puzzle, whatever it is. Can you make time for these breaks from the mayhem of your life? It's fascinating to me that we have so much more time now as individuals, yet we feel none of it. Can you make time for a break? And technology isn't the solution. We're always told that, the, you know, this thing is a mindfulness app and blah, 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 blah. There are plenty of apps designed to get you to spend more time on it. But we already know that passive technology is generally more stressful than not. They aren't refreshing. Self-care is taking a true break. Because when you're using your phone for an app on mindfulness, you're very quickly switching back over to what emails am I getting and everything else. So take the break for you. That's self-care. And whatever self-care looks like for you, your interests, your hobbies, is finding that time to do that for you. For however long as you need. It's not a just a two-week vacation is the only time you get a break. This needs to be a daily repetitive thing. You are creating an energy bank that you are going to pull from. Constantly put in some deposits, and then you regularly take out your energy. And then finally, we've got number three, and that's your belief system. And this one is super fun for me because this one is really complex, and I'm having a lot of fun with this right now in my own life. This is difficult. This is a lot of work. Uh, it's not easy in any way, shape, or form. It's really uncomfortable, and that's why I think belief system is awesome. We always say, uh, not we, but a lot of people say when you talk about wellness, there's the physical, there's the mental, there's the spiritual. I don't do spiritual as a third. I think it's social. I bucket spiritual under this belief system thing. Okay, Your belief system, who you are, and getting it in order requires you to ask the question, who do you want to be? And it's not a simple question. It sounds simple, but it's not. It's very deep. And the reason it's deep is because you can't stop with just that one question. The real benefit of asking that question 
are your follow-up questions. Most importantly, why or how come? I want to be like this person. Why? I want this character trait. Why? Our brains like to take shortcuts. And here's where here's where belief system gets really gets really wild. Our brains like to take shortcuts. We create habits from all of our time. We have thoughts over time. Our brain just doesn't stop. It just goes. Okay? It's like a record. And your record's spinning around and around and around. It's just going. And your brain is saying, yep, no need to stop here. This is it. We know what this is. Let's move on. But sometimes you need to scratch that record. When you think back to everything you've been told from the adults in your life as you've been growing up, that has made you part of who you are. Have you questioned it? Everything you've been doing at work, the way you've been doing it for a long period of time, have you stopped for a second and questioned it? Having your brain spin round and round, your record spin round and round, is not a belief system. It just means that you're able to spit back what other people have told you for your entire life or respond in the same way that you've been doing or seen others do in your whole life. But many people, and I had this conversation with another coach, um, we had breakfast and he asked me that the question on belief. And it, it made my day go sideways because I was just thinking about it a lot. When you think about all the questions you can ask yourself about what you believe and why, you're going to have a fun weekend. It's an extremely wide net. It can range from anything. It could be um, sports-related. Who's better, LeBron or Michael Jordan? People get fired up with this. But nobody ever said why they think one is better than the other. They just rattle off stats. That's not why. By the way, LeBron and Jordan are both wonderful human beings. And they are both special in their own unique way. But there are other areas, you know, when it comes to belief. When we think about beliefs, we think we automatically go to religion and politics. So religion, you can start real heavy. Religion, do you believe in God? Yes or no? There's no wrong answer. What's important is your why. Yes, I believe in God. Okay, how come? No, I don't believe in God. Okay, how come? But it can get a little more simple. Your belief system as a parent and discipline. There are some parents who believe that spanking their kid is okay. In a, an appropriate situation, the kids know that they're loved and everything else. There are others who say, there is no way that's ever going to happen in my house. One of the biggest challenges for me when I became an entrepreneur, when I went out on my own and I left corporate, I worked at corporate for over 15 years, was that I had to unlearn everything about how things were done. My belief system on what work was changed. And when I recognize the fact now that I'm my own boss and there are no rules, that's freaking wild. It's wild. But the thing is, there are no rules. You get to dictate what it is that you believe. And this is a heavy, difficult exercise. It helps to have someone that you could trust that you could talk it through. But this is when you think through it, Getting to that why helps and is extremely important in a number of reasons. One is because everything has a gray area. Everything has a gray area. And this is where your belief system comes in. You're figuring out that gray area for you. And it's not, you know, a left or a right. 
When you have thought through your belief system and you have peeled back that onion, you are able to discuss your beliefs without emotion. You can have a discussion who disagree with someone who disagrees with you, and you can be open to their perspective. Because the reason you're open to their perspective is for you to be secure in your belief system, you have to understand the other side. It is impossible to say, I believe this, and not understand the other side. It's a lot to take in. And it's a lot of work and thinking and reflecting and asking. But recognize this, once you begin it, once you start that journey, it is a fun one. And your belief system is going to change. It's going to change based on new experiences, based on people you meet, things you do, questions you ask. And these changes are going to rattle you and it's going to be really uncomfortable. But they say, if it's not uncomfortable, you're not growing. You're not improving. But the real thing I like about it too is that Asking the questions on belief system is humbling. And that is something everybody can use. And when you sit there and go through a humbling experience, it is a lot easier to take when you love yourself. See what I did there? I just went, I took it full circle. I took it full circle back to self-love. They're all intertwined. Self-love, self-care, belief system. Fun exercises to focus on, challenging exercises to focus on, and understanding the fact that you may be wrong about something is one of the greatest experiences of your life. I promise. Painful, but great. So that's it. Next week, I'm going to cover social wellness, uh, which is going to really intertwine as well with the mental. Um, again, they're all related. Uh, so thank you very much for listening. As always, go on to uh, go on to the website, bellwetherhub.com. I'm plugging in a whole bunch of uh, events. We have some physical events coming up, you know, triathlons and runs and stuff. Please join our team. And uh, I'll be adding more and more networking events as it comes on. I know I promise it each week and uh, I'm a busy man. So I'm going to I'm going to keep doing that. I want this to be a, a great, a great network of people that could come out and, and meet in a good place. So uh, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week and I will see you out there. Thank you so much for listening. Now, do something for yourself. Bellwether is much more than just a podcast. Join us at bellwetherhub.com, where you can read riveting articles, view upcoming events, and connect with other interesting people. I look forward to seeing you out there soon. Bellwether.